Welcome everyone once again, Dave Spadaro along with Glenn Macnow, Eagles 360 on this Thursday at the NovaCare Complex. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great, Dave. Hey. Nice hey. to see you. Nice to see you. Feeling good about this game on Sunday, Glenn? I'm feeling uh, trepidatious. Ah, well, we've got a lot to get to on the show because the Eagles are feeling confident after last week's win and most of this week of preparation, a couple days to go still. The team leaves on Friday for Seattle, a departure from the Chip Kelly ways, a return to the Andy Reid ways when the teams used to go on the West Coast and spend a couple days out there, get used to it, get ready to go in the extremely loud environment of CenturyLink Field. Glenn, you've heard the stories. You've read the reports. You've heard players talk about it. Is there a home field advantage greater than this in the no, NFL? No, there isn't, and it's going to relate to one of my bold predictions as we come up. It is... Amazing how they actually designed that stadium to hold in the noise. Their fans know it. Their fans are part of it. They're screaming from the be be beginning, excuse me, to the end. Uh, and it definitely is a factor. It was, it was brilliant construction by them because it means however, something. However, yes. and we'll get to your bold predictions in a bit, the Seahawks lost three home games last year. They great. are, however, 4-0 this season, along with the Eagles undefeated at home. All right, let's get you caught up with everything happening on this very busy day. Alex Smith, our 360 update. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith here with your 360 update. Well, last night, former Eagles safety Brian Dawkins was announced as one of the 26 semifinalists for the 2017 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. Today, we heard from Weapon X as he spoke about what the honor means to him. I know that people say that I deserve it, and I thank you for that. Yes, I've worked hard. Yes, I've given my body, but like, like these cats deserve it too. Like fans, they deserve they deserve to celebrate with this. So if 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 and when this thing happens, we're gonna enjoy it. Meanwhile, the Eagles continue to prepare for Sunday's game in Seattle against the Seahawks. And today we heard from rookie cornerback Jalen Mills, who's talked about his progression since arriving here in Philadelphia as a seventh-round draft pick. As far as getting better, I think it's it's my eye discipline for sure. You know what I mean? That was my first game out there, uh, Monday Night Football. I mean, um, I mean, I was ready, I was physically prepared, mentally prepared, but my eye discipline was bad, man, for sure. Um, I mean, you guys seen it when I got beat on a double move. So um, I think just my progression from then and now, I mean, my eye discipline has gotten a lot better. Meanwhile, here at the NovaCare Complex, the Eagles welcome the New Sigma Sharks, a nonprofit youth football organization, and they're going to allow the Sharks to hold their under-8 and under-10 championship games here at the NovaCare Complex on Saturday. But today we heard from Eagles President Don Smolinski on how the Eagles, along with some of their community partners, came together to bring the Sharks here. Got in Tuesday morning and sort of put wheels in motion and made a few phone calls. Uh, I went and talked to Jeffrey, I talked to Howie, talked to Doug. Uh, about, uh, you know, that, let him know that we're going to replace the equipment and then talk to him about the possibility of opening him up and letting him play here since we were going to be in Seattle. And, uh, you know, got nothing but uh, absolutes from everybody. You know, we're going to be playing at the Eagles where they actually play, play the games, practice, train, whatever you want to call it. You know, kids are going to be hyped. You know, they're, they're already asking, like, well, where's the game at? I said, well, the game is the game. Where are we playing at? We're playing in, at the field. What do you mean? We're just playing the game. But um, I definitely can expect our kids to be very excited. Uh, we reached out to uh, some of our partners and uh, Coca-Cola uh, with the Dasani water, uh, Frito-Lay, Dunkin' Donuts, and Papa John's uh, all were, were uh, generous enough to step up and they're going to provide some 
uh, food and beverages for the kids and the parents uh, on Saturday as well. So, uh, you know, just uh, just a great partnership, just great relationships, uh, all making this happen to hopefully be what it will be a great day for the kids, no matter the outcome of the game on the field. All right, well, that will wrap things up here from the NovaCare Complex. You can check out all of our coverage from inside the locker room, as well as our press conferences from offensive coordinator Frank Reich and defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz on demand right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thank you so much, Alex. During the show today, we're going to go behind enemy lines and talk to a reporter who covers the Seahawks on a daily basis. We'll, of course, hear three of Glenn's five bold predictions. Pretty good week for you last week. I'm hitting about 40 to 50% for the year. I'll that's, take that all Hall, year. That's Hall of Fame numbers. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> when we return, however, to Eagles 360, we're going to talk quarterback. And the quarterback, of course, is Carson Wentz. His coach, John Filippo, has had a lot on his plate all season. Now he gets the young fella ready for his biggest road challenge when we return to Eagles 360. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. I enjoy gardening. I like to plant seeds and watch what grows. Several years ago, I fell, so I went to my local orthopedic doctor who performed a knee replacement. After a year of a lot of pain, I decided I needed a second opinion, so I went to Rothman at Jefferson. As soon as the doctor operated on me, I could tell right away that things were totally different. Now I can garden again, I can kneel, and I'm just very, very grateful for Rothman at Jefferson Hospital. You here to buy the tickets? Hey buddy, you here for the tickets? Yeah. Dude, what's the password, man? <laughs> oh, Coach Shannon. What were you thinking? We're doing like a CD ticket deal instead of going to NFL Ticket Exchange. <laughs> NFL Ticket Exchange. 100% verified authentic tickets from one fan to the other. We'll see you at the games, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate you. We're talking quarterbacks here with Quarterbacks coach John DeFilippo, um, and we are past the midway point of the regular season. You know that everybody wants to know everything about Carson Wentz. So how's the kid doing? Well, I think, you know, we, we challenged him all week to have a simple thought process pre-snap and post-snap. And I think that you saw him make quicker decisions, you know, because we told him to take as many decision-making things out of the pre-snap procedure as you can. So that being said, hey, if they're out leveraged over here to the X receiver, just to go ahead and eliminate him and progress on, accelerate your vision. I think that's why you saw him get the ball out of his hand a little bit faster on Sunday. Was he thinking too much? Explain kind of the thought process there. You know, he's so smart and sees the field so well for a young guy. You know, there's certain times you got to pull a guy back. There are, and and I think that you know he's done a really good job of of being you know coachable in that sense and and doing those things. And like I said, you know, I, I can I'm looking forward to see. A lot of progress here from from here on out. How's he been, John, for for nine games? I mean, very good. I mean, not perfect. No quarterbacks can be perfect, but I mean, I think it's better than most rookies have performed here in, in the past, you know, little bit. And and he just needs to keep going, taking it day by day. What has it been like when you watch film with somebody who's as competitive as he is? 
Um, is, it a, is it a challenge? Uh, I mean, a, a good way of, uh, hey, Carson, on this, do that. You're right, Coach. No, I really was seeing that. Come almost like a really two-way communication here. Absolutely. And there is a lot of communication when he and I watch the tape. And a lot of times he'll even say, hey, I should have gone with the ball here before I even have to say anything to him. So, I mean, he's already watched the tape. We reaffirm what we see on, on the – make sure we see it the same way. And uh, getting the ball out of his hand, like I said, Sunday was, was, a, was a major, major – you know, plus for him. Against the Falcons, it was the first time that he had engineered a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter. What does that mean for a young quarterback? A lot, a lot. And the first thing he said to me after the game in the locker room was, we finished him off, and we finally finished him off. And that was great for a young guy to say and, and see, recognize the big picture and, and what it takes to finish people off in this league. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to win football games in the National Football League. And, you know, when you're a young player and, and you know, getting the offense and going down and doing what we did, especially running the football and off our play-action game, it was really, really neat to see. There have been times, a couple times, where he's had struggles early in the game and he just shrugs it off and keeps on firing. What does that tell you about him, John? Mental toughness. Mental toughness. And, and it's a one-play-at-a-time mentality, and he takes it to heart. And that's, that's what we talk about every day, every, at one practice at a time, one day at a time, one meeting at a time. And we stack those together, and, and hopefully it uh, gives us the best chance to win on Sunday. If you were to split screen and watch film of Carson from September 11th to now, would there be a big difference in mechanics and throwing motion, all that stuff? confidence in the pocket which you know we can recognize because we see him every day I think his eyes eye discipline has gotten much better you know you don't see him working from both sides of the field as much as you did early in the season so I think his discipline his pre-snap reads have gotten so much better and I think you're seeing his finish and his release so much better than he was at the beginning of the season so we're just continuing harping on those little mechanical coaching points that he's taken to heart and that's why I think you've seen a pretty good product on the field week in and week out. This is about the time, John, where the college football season ends. Yes. NFL season continues. Um, what will the challenges be for Carson down the stretch here, just in terms of playing such a long season? Absolutely. And, then, you know, one of the benefits that he has from coming from FCS is he's used to the FCS playoffs. So he's used to a longer season than, than a lot of people, number one. Number two, we continue to harp on our weekly routine, all right? And our weekly routine is so critical from what time he gets up in the morning to what time he goes to bed. I mean, all those sleep habits, study habits, all those things as the season wears on, you've got to stay disciplined in those things in your weekly routine. You've been through this before with a lot of young quarterbacks. So how has it been with this experience with Carson? It's been great. It's, it's been great. And, uh, you know, he's just he's so coachable and, and he's such a good athlete that you, you're, you're very fortunate that, he can take things from the meeting room to the field so well, and we just got to keep that going. It's Seattle on Sunday. It's loud. It's outrageous there. So I know all week you've been working on the silent count. What will it be like for him there with just the volume? I know it's a place that is heralded as the most noisy, crazy, rambunctious stadium in the, in the league. You know, it's something that we're going to respect, you know, the noise there and their fans, and they have great fans, and, but it's not something that we're going to shy away from at the same time. And you know, we're going to be ready for it. We're going to be prepared for it. Like I said, it's just, we're, you know, we're going to make the best of it. Flip, thanks so much for joining us here on Philadelphia. Eagles.com and the team's official app. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Rico. Enter for your chance to win a VIP office party for you and your company, courtesy of Rico. Visit the website on your screen for more details. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today.
With Simply Right checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right checking from Santander Bank. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I step to Philly. The Broad Street line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly. Celebrate the holidays with delicious Dunkin' Coffee. Stop by Dunkin' Donuts for two K-Cup boxes for $15.99 or three pounds of packaged coffee for $19.99. America runs on Dunkin'. We are back. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macnow, Eagles 360 time now for Glenn to step out onto the ledge with his bold predictions. Hopefully not a thin, thin ledge or branch, but here you go. Number one, Dave, you'll like this one. We saw last week again how effective a receiver Darren Sproles can be out of the backfield, had eight catches against the Falcons. I'm going to give them seven this week, and they're going to be critically important because the Seahawks don't have real glaring defensive weaknesses. If there's anything, they're a little bit vulnerable. It's their outside linebackers tend to over-pursue tend to make some mistakes. I think Darren Sproles coming out of the backfield as he did last week, the option routes, the quick cuts, I think he'll have a real chance to cause some damage. That's going to be my first bowl prediction. Seven catches and consequential ones for Darren Sproles. So he'll get the football as a receiver, which I like the idea of putting him in space and giving Ryan Matthews and Wendell Smallwood the bulk of the ground game carries. There you go. You're on my Wendell Smallwood bandwagon. I All like right. it. I kind of got that engine going, buddy. There you go. <laughs> I want everybody's bandwagon. Okay, here you go. Number two, Dave Spadaro. Well, I always give you the guy who's going to hurt you. And, yes, it, it could be Russell Wilson or Doug Baldwin. That's not exactly a bold prediction. I think it's going to be the crowd. I think the crowd's going to have an impact. So far this year, in their four home games, opposing teams have had five delay of game penalties and seven false starts. Those mean something. I don't like to make this bold prediction, but the Eagles will have three minimum combined false start, delay a game, something. It's going to be a great test for Carson Wentz, and if he passes it with flying colors and no problems, that'll be terrific. He's a rookie quarterback. It's a loud stadium. It'll have an impact. It's clearly a point of emphasis for the Eagles all week. They've been practicing in the bubble in at the Novacare Complex, cranking it up to 11. However, and last week you have to be concerned, five false start penalties among the seven offensive penalties in the win over Atlanta at home. So I'm, 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 I'm hopeful for less. Three. I'm hopeful for less. Three would be an improvement. Yeah. There you go. All right. And number three, Dave Spadaro, here you go. I'm going to give minimum of two sacks to the right side, to the left side. Excuse me. Eagles left defensive ends, Connor Barwin, and the kind of forgotten Vinnie Curry. Believe it or not, it can be a bad idea to have an $87 million franchise quarterback and the lowest paid offensive line in the league, which is exactly what Seattle has. Their left tackle is a kid named Bradley Sowell. He's been injured. He's supposedly coming back and playing this week, an undrafted free agent back in 2012. He's got a one-year, $1 million contract this year. He's bad. Six games, six penalties, five sacks allowed. He's coming back this week. Should be the chance for that side of the Eagles line to feast. And we shall see, Glenn. The Eagles obviously 
must dominate with that defensive line against a, an offense that's really come to life that now that Russell Wilson is healthy these last couple of weeks, they have been outstanding. Those are three of Glenn's five bold predictions, the other two coming on Sunday during our Exulta kickoff show. Thank you very much, Glenn. Pleasure. Good luck. When we return to Eagles 360, we're going to talk about Wendell Smallwood, of course, down the line. But we're going to go behind enemy lines. Chris McPherson, Shio Kapadia, ESPN out in Seattle. What is making the Seahawks team tick at the right time? This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by McDonald's. Mix and match on McDonald's McPick 2 for $2.50 menu, now featuring Filet-O-Fish for a limited time. I'm loving it. You say crazy, I say crafty. You say savage, I say practiced. Crazy, crafty, savage, practiced. Let's run that whole thing back. You say unbelievable, I say achievable. You say incredible, I say inevitable. Unbelievable, achievable, incredible, inevitable. Let's run that whole thing back. Carbs to compete, electrolytes to replenish. Take your spring vacation with Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacation's Beach Blitz. Join me, along with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Jordan Matthews on an all-inclusive vacation a world away from the ordinary at the luxurious, now-jade Riviera Cancun Resort. You'll receive non-stop round-trip airfare, luxury hotel accommodations, and special events with Eagles VIPs. Go to applevacations.com Eagles to book your trip today. All right, fellas, let's go out there and give them heck. Heck. Let's go out there and give them the one-two. You tell them, Captain. Let's go out there and we're going to really give them the business. My God, let's sock it to them. Yeah. Fair and square. Hip, hip. Hooray! Come on, boys, let's give them a walk. Holy smokes. The old game just can't compete, especially when it comes to innovative energy solutions like the ones NRG uses to power the Eagles. Visit picknrg.com today. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macnow, welcome you back to Eagles 360. Time now to go behind enemy lines. Chris McPherson and Shiel Kapadia talking Seattle Seahawks. Hello, Eagles fans. I'm Chris McPherson, and welcome to Behind Enemy Lines, presented by Gatorade here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. And look, we have a special treat here for you this week. We have our good friend Shield Kapadia from ESPN to break down the matchup with the Seattle Seahawks. We were so eager to have him on because he did such a great job over the years of covering the Eagles here in Philadelphia. So, Shield, welcome to the program. We miss you here. We're glad to have you on. Miss you, Miss Philly, C-Mac. I'm just sitting there next to you, but it's, uh, it's good to talk to you this week. So, Shield, let's look at this matchup. The Eagles have won only one game on the road this season. The Seahawks are undefeated at home. Now, Russell Wilson, he looks healthy coming off his two best games of the season. What do you expect from Russell Wilson in this matchup now that he's more mobile with the knee? Yeah, he's still not at 100% C-Mac, so you won't see him take off and run a lot with the football. He only has 60 rushing yards on this season, but really a couple weeks ago, this team made the decision that they needed to be a little less cautious with him. Throw the ball down, use those bootlegs, let him make plays outside the pocket. That's what we've seen the last two weeks. 630 yards passing, five touchdowns, no interceptions. So uh, Russell Wilson's played really well. 
So, Shio, if you look at the numbers, the Seahawks have struggled to get the ground game going. How important will it be getting Thomas Rawls back in the lineup this week? It's going to be interesting to see how they use him. I don't think he's going to start. I don't think he's going to be the primary ball carrier. The guy to keep an eye on is C.J. Proceis, the rookie out of Notre Dame. He played really well last week against the Patriots. So I think Rawls will get back on the field. He hasn't played since week two, but expect them to ease him back in a little so, Shield, they're getting Rawls back. Jimmy Graham's having a resurgence at tight end. Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett doing great things on the outside. Is there a concern that the offensive line is not going to be good enough to give this Seahawks team the best chance possible of winning, not just the NFC West, but for contending for a spot in the Super Bowl? Absolutely. That's the number one concern with this team. You know what you're getting with them defensively. They led the NFL in fewest points allowed. But this offensive line has had issues throughout the season. But right now, they're playing better. They're playing better than they have at any point all season. But if at some point this year, whether it's Sunday or later in the year, we're talking about struggles for this Seahawks team, chances are it will come back to that offensive line. Shield, last question for you is this. Who is an X factor? Who is someone who is maybe going a little under the radar? We talk about the big names, Russell Wilson, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, all those guys, Richard Sherman. Who's someone that Eagles fans might not really know much about but should keep an eye on this Sunday? Tyler Locke, second-year wide receiver. He's battled through some injuries this year. but is a very explosive player, about 5'10", 182 pounds, but a very savvy route runner. Last week, he had two explosive plays. He drew a big pass interference, and really he could have had two touchdowns, but Russell Wilson missed him on one and didn't look his way on the other. So he's someone I think could really have a big impact on this game and the Eagles will need to make sure he doesn't get, uh, take the top off the defense and get open vertically. Shield Kapadia from ESPN does phenomenal work. We miss you here in Philadelphia. Shield, thank you so much for taking us behind enemy lines presented by Gatorade here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks so much, Shield. And they're right. I mean, that, that is a veteran team. Glenn, they know how to win, and they know how to peak at the right time, and this is the right time to start peaking. Absolutely, they do. They're an interesting team. They've got a lot of guys on that team who believe they were drafted too late, too low. They play with a grudge every week, all the time, from Russell Wilson to Richard Sherman to all of those guys. And as you say, they tend to get better as the season goes on. And I remember that game at Lincoln Financial Field in 2014. And what was so impressive about the Seahawks is the camaraderie, the everyone's in it together. Yeah. Clearly, the talent's great. Russell Wilson makes it go offensively, but the way they all play so hard and together, very impressive football team and a model throughout the NFL, no doubt about it. All right, when we return to Eagles 360, we're going to talk about a young player who's getting his stride in the Eagles' run game, a big one last week against Atlanta. We're going to do a progress report on Wendell Smallwood when we come back. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Are you feeling all right? 
Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Dunkin' Sweet Black Pepper Bacon Sandwich is back with twice the crispy caramelized peppered bacon. Experience a breakfast sandwich made for bacon lovers. America runs on Dunkin'. It's our final segment here on Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Glenn McNeil. We'll get some final thoughts from Glenn in just a moment here. But first, let's get a little progress report going because the Eagles believe that Wendell Smallwood can really be an impact player in this offense. He's starting to show it in a weird way. Big game against Pittsburgh earlier in the season, weeks of inactivity, and then he reemerges on Sunday against Atlanta. 13 carries, 70 yards, part of a 208-yard rushing attack. Mike Quick and Ike Reese. They feature Wendell Smallwood in this week's progress report. Q, progress report brings us the fifth round draft pick out of West Virginia. Guy everybody wants to see a little bit more of, yeah. Wendell Smallwood. We're going to take you through some good and bad of the young player. Well, we want to see more of Wendell Smallwood, but Ike, as you know, you have to be able to do more than just run the football. And perfect examples are what we're going to show here. Now, great job here. His longest run of the day, Sunday versus the Atlanta Falcons. He does a great job. He allows these blocks basically to develop. Yep. Great job by Jason Peters influencing the end up the field, and then Smallwood just hits the hole. Yeah, really nice job of getting behind Kelsey and getting up the field running the football. Just an excellent job, and we want to see more of that from Wendell Smallwood. Love the fact that he keeps his shoulder pad square to the line of scrimmage, means he's running downhill. Now here on this play, this is the guy Wendell Smallwood is reading. Yep. I just talked about his shoulder pads being square to the line of scrimmage. The reason why that's important it gives him the ability to go here, yes. go here, or go here. He reads this safety. He's getting a little nosy, so he bounces it outside. Great job of vision there from Wendell Smallwood. Excellent job of running with the football, but then, you, as I said, you have to be able to do more, much more than just run with the football. And, and here is Wendell Smallwood where he's not at his best. Yeah, you're going to get him in a passing situation here, first and five. He's going to be matched up man-to-man. -man. On this linebacker here, when he comes out of the backfield, does a nice job with the route. Yeah. Frees himself, stems, out, head around. All that's good. All that's really good. You now know, finish the play. Comes out of the break real nice. Inside backers, inside leverage on him. He runs away from it. All of that is good, except you've got to be able to look the ball into your hand. That's one we maybe can deal with. But here, here's where the rookie is going to earn his stripes and his, his playing time is that when you get out here and you want to be a three down back, you have to have the ability not just to catch the ball out of the right. backfield. More importantly, we got to protect this guy and you got to be a part of the pass protection at times. And this is probably the toughest area for a young running back to get. They have to be able to know pass protections, learn how to pick up blitzes, and he has to already see this coming. When he sees those linebackers inching up, he's got to know that this cross dog is coming. He's got to know his responsibility is to keep them off of number 11. Yeah, and the mistake that I believe he makes here is that instead of going so far up here, give yourself a little bit of room. Carson's going to take his drop. He's right. coming back here. Give yourself a little bit of room to allow this 
to sort of unfold, and therefore you and Jason Kelsey can just pass this off. Well, here's the thing. That linebacker is going to come to you. All you have to do is wait. You're right. Carson Wentz is going to take his drop. All he has to do is slide over and wait. That linebacker is going to come and create that wall for Carson Wentz. Every running back that's played in this style of offense, you know you have to pass block. Has nothing to do with size. Two of the best I've seen doing in this offense, Darren Sproles, Brian Westbrook, not the biggest guys in the world, but they understood how to pass block and they understood blitz protection. Thanks so much, Ike and Mike. Time now to get you in tune with what's happening tomorrow here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Our Amoroso's On the Menu segment, Doug Peterson's final media address. We've got Najee Good as our guest in our Crunch Time segment. And Glenn Mack now back here with Chris McPherson as I will be on the way to Seattle. That's what's happening tomorrow. Amoroso's The Reason Philly Sandwiches are so famous. Glenn, I'm excited about this ballgame. I think the Eagles, uh, we will find out where this team is stacking up against maybe the best team in the NFL. Well, it's certainly the best team in the NFC, I think, right now and over the last couple of years. You got a shot, and it's a puncher's chance, and we'll see how they do. The schedule, I think it's a little more favorable after this. This is really your last tough, tough game in a while. See what you can pull out. You know the significance of this game. Had the Eagles lost to the Giants yes. in the final game of I the know. regular season yeah. last year, the Eagles would have played St. L- uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, instead we're in Seattle tomorrow. So, or on, on Sunday. Let's go beat them. Glenn McNeil's back tomorrow. I'll see you over the weekend here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much for joining us on Eagles 360. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.